Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. It's Vonnie Lang and you're listening to my solo show, It's a Little Complicated. Today I want to talk about something that a lot of people know about, but maybe have not experienced firsthand. That is the wonderful world of Burning Man, where everything and anything goes as long as you're not hurting anyone, or you could if you're at the Spanky's camp. You can wear whatever the hell you want, including nothing at all, or just spend your days in lingerie, which a lot of men and women both (laughs) seem to incorporate into their outfits out there on the playa, as we call the grounds of Burning Man. I often think, wouldn't it be lovely if we could just all wear whatever we want every single day and be so creative with our outfits and just be little fairies and animals if that's what we wanted but i think there's this longing to belong in society and not stand out so much that you get ostracized but at burning man it's just the one place in the world where you can be yourself and express yourself in whatever creative way you want and you would fit right in because everyone else is doing the same thing and that's one of the things that i just love about burning man you can be who you are and you can be sexy you know the thing about being at burning man and seeing so much beauty and skin and even some nipples sometimes is you get desensitized to it. So after seven days of just seeing all these beautiful, gorgeous bodies, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't turn you on, but it's different. It definitely changes things. Like, you know, someone could be hanging out at your camp with no top on and you see it day in and day out. It becomes uh, something that's just nothing. Or you see a man wearing a tutu or a dress and he's not gay, he's not a drag queen, he's just a perfectly straight man who wanted to wear a tutu because it's Tutu Tuesday at Burning Man and everybody wears tutus on a Tuesday. Another thing that's really wonderful about Burning Man that I think people don't really get, even people who have been to Burning Man, is the financial system which is called the gift economy and 
especially if you haven't been to Burning Man, you would think that, oh, it's a bartering system. So I bring something, I exchange it with someone to get what I want. Or if someone gives me something, then I should very quickly try to return the favor and find something to give them back to return their kindness. But it's not like that at Burning Man. What you really need to learn and understand is it's kind of a one-way gifting system that trickles out and has like a domino effect, but it's not a tea party between two people. So imagine if you were giving a gift to a child. Do you expect that child to uh, give you something in return? No, because just seeing the smile on their face and hearing the words thank you, it just lights you up and that's all that you need in return. And that's how the gift economy works at Burning Man. People just give and just receive. And you might be inspired to give more to others because of this, because you've received so much. And you're supposed to bring enough food and supplies for yourself and then maybe some gifts to share but honestly sometimes it's that smile it's asking someone how they're doing it's lending a helping hand when someone is setting up their dome or tent there's so many ways to give that doesn't involve um, actual physical things but i do remember some really cool gifts that i got on the playa you know, there's like trinkets and jewelry, really cute stuff. But one time, there were two clowns pushing a cart that said elephant dung on the playa. And I was like, what is that? So I ran up to them. And remember, it's a desert out there. In the daytime, it's so hot. So it turns out elephant dung was actually ice cream ice cream sandwiches you know the ice cream sandwich it's like a brown colored cookie on the outside with you know vanilla ice cream on the inside so it kind of looks like elephant dung but that's what they were doing just pushing this car labeled elephant dung dressed as clowns and it was just hilarious and i got some ice cream in the middle of the hot afternoon and it was the best gift that i could have received and actually, I was able to give them something in return by helping them take a photograph of them with their camera. So that was a nice little exchange. But like I said, it's not expected. It's not like you do something for me and then I do something for you. Most of the time, it's just giving and receiving. And then you give to someone else somewhere else and that's how the domino effect makes sure that everybody gets what they need out there and that would be a really beautiful thing if our world actually worked that way another thing that is really beautiful about burning man is this kind of magic that happens out there you know what they say about things being serendipitous and like it happened for a reason and you were meant to meet this person. Well, at Burning Man, a lot of playa magic happens in this way. And one of the most memorable moments for me was 
I was actually having a not so great burn, but it's kind of like having a bad trip on LSD or something. You learn lessons from it. So here I am at Burning Man with my ex boyfriend. We, I always wanted to go with him while we were together. Somehow we ended up going after we had already broken up. And for some reason, he brought along a female friend who was staying in the same RV as us, who obviously had a crush on him. And I think they had previously hooked up before. And I just felt really strange about the whole situation. And they both spoke the same mother tongue. So they were speaking in their foreign language. And I felt so left out a lot of the time. So I'm having this kind of weird day when I'm feeling a little down and I'm supposed to meet up with some new friends that I made out there on the playa and for some reason she, the friend was like, oh, actually, we're not ready yet. Why don't you go and wait for us at center camp? And I was like, oh man, you know, at Burning Man, so many things can go wrong. <laughs> like, you can get lost. And my GPS sense is not that great. So I'm like, oh, I have to go to center camp and then try to meet them. And we don't have, we don't really carry cell phones. Okay. You don't even get reception in most places on the playa. So I'm in center camp waiting for them to appear. And I'm just feeling so down. And I think to myself, I really wish that somebody that I cared about would just show up and be here with me. And the most amazing thing is literally a second after I had that thought, I look up and my friend is there. And she's someone I care about. And, you know, there's like 70,000 people at Burning Man. What are the chances that she would have appeared right there and then, right when I needed her. I almost cried. We ended up spending the whole day together and just had a really good girl's day, which is exactly what I needed. And this girl also had some of her own playa magic. So I don't know if other people have experienced this, but you can use Burning Man as a kind of Ouija board. And what my friend did was she said, to the burning man gods i'm gonna go and meet my boyfriend at this party if i manage to meet up with him then it's a sign that we're meant to be together and we should be together and mind you she'd been with him for like seven years it was a very like on and off kind of volatile relationship in the sense that they were always breaking up and getting back together and it just seemed like they weren't very sure of each other so she goes to meet her boyfriend at this party and it's pretty crowded she doesn't see him and she's disappointed you know but she takes it as a sign that they shouldn't be together and she's heading back to her bicycle and lo and behold she looks down at her bike and recognizes the big old boots that her boyfriend was wearing on the playa and he is right there and it was such a magical moment for her and you know what the two of them have a beautiful daughter now and they are together stronger than ever now i also did the same thing with my ex thinking 
if I can meet him at this party, then it means we're meant to be together and maybe we should give things a second chance. I never found him. Instead, I found a man with a Segway and I went for a ride on the Segway and I had the best time. I mean, Segways on the playa makes you feel like some kind of Egyptian royalty because you're just standing. It's like being on a chariot, really, because you're standing way higher than everyone. You're not exerting any force, like riding a bicycle takes a lot of energy. And you're just like gliding through the crowds. It's amazing. I had a blast on my Segway. And that to me was almost like, this is the message the universe is telling me that I'm going to have way more fun being by myself and being single than being with my ex. So got that message loud and clear. Thank you, universe. And thank you, Burning Man, because... I feel like at Burning Man, this kind of, you know, the messages that you get and the things that you attract and manifest just happen so much faster. It's almost like because the playa doesn't have the same distractions that we have in our everyday life. The routine, the going to work or going to school and preparing for presentations and stressing about bills and whatever it is that we think about. All of that is just pushed aside and you don't worry about those kind of things when you're out there on the playa at Burning Man. So I think that's why it's a really great place to kind of reset. And that's why big, you know, Silicon Valley tech, CEOs, they go out there to kind of do a reset and detox from what we call the default world that we live in. And of course, it's also the best party in the world. You get all these amazing DJs and you're dancing in these outfits and costumes that really express your own creativity and who you are and you're meeting a lot of cool people and you have this fine layer of playa dust that kind of covers everyone and doesn't matter how expensive your outfit is it's gonna get ruined so in a way it kind of makes us all the same out there we all have to end up using the same smelly porta potties at some point we all have to be washing dust out of our ears and noses weeks after we leave the playa And we will all ingest some of that playa dust too. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now, and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join 
and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Another thing about the Playa Dust is you can get lost in it, like physically get totally engulfed by one of these dust storms that happens quite frequently on the playa. So what happens is it's windy, right? Because it's a desert. And also the more people are trampling on this dust, on the ground the drier it gets the more you can literally kick up a storm that's why every day there are these water tanks that drive through the streets to kind of water down the street to keep the dust as wet as possible so that it's not being kicked up into little mini storms and big sandstorms are a big deal on the playa you can be riding along just fine and suddenly you can't even see your own hand in front of your face that's why we have to wear goggles and face masks so you can see and breathe one time we were actually riding out on the playa in a group of i think it was four of us and we lost two of our friends in the sandstorm I don't know how, but the friend that was navigating for us was supposed to uh, find one of these dance parties that was happening in the playa. And it's really funny because when you say, oh yeah, I'm going to see uh, RoboHard, there's no actual location or coordinates. Like You just have to go and try to find them. And I don't think people really understand because there are also addresses like your campsite will have an address, but those street signs get ripped off on day one. People like to take them as souvenirs, which really sucks, but you just have to kind of figure out the coordinates and oh another thing is you can get your bike stolen yeah there are burners out there who like to quote unquote borrow bicycles meaning borrow them for the entire duration of burning man and that's not very nice because a lot of people do spend money you know making their bikes look nice some people are flying in from overseas so they really had no choice but to buy a brand new bike and you have to put led lights on it because otherwise you're just totally dark and nobody will see you and you can get run into and vice versa so at night everything needs to be lit up I actually have a really funny story about my bicycle. So the first few years when I went, and remember, I went in 2009 when I still had to tell people what Burning Man was back then. Now it's just very mainstream. Everybody knows. But back then, I brought my little like crappy bike that was left in the house that I rented when I was in university. I mean, it was probably worth like nothing, $5, $10 maybe. But it was a beautiful bike. I loved it. And I was just riding it on the playa like so easily. I used to ride it um on the pier, by the beach, on the streets. Perfect little bicycle. And then mm, fast forward like 10 almost 10 years later i'm flying in from singapore have no choice i tried to get my brother to like buy me a bicycle that 
was maybe 10 bucks off of Craigslist. But you need to have like a proper bike rack on the car just to transport it. Anyway, it was not very convenient. So I ended up buying a brand new bike from Walmart. Big mistake. Don't do this. There's something about that playa dust and the terrain whereby you do not want to ride a brand new bike. I don't know why it didn't work for me and I think other people have experienced this too. I was so frustrated. I mean, there was I didn't do anything to the gears. It was all on like automatic mode and my bike just was not riding properly and I had to exert so much more energy. My friends thought, oh, it's just Vani, you know, she's small and frail and puny and she's just complaining like a little princess that she is. But it wasn't me, it was definitely the bike. And I brought it over to all of these uh, bike shops on the playa, which were just kind burners who were fixing people's bikes and nobody could fix my bike. Finally, I got so frustrated. I smashed the bike on the ground and <laughs> I was just ready to give up and just not have a bicycle anymore. The funniest thing happened. That bike, after I smashed it, started working perfectly fine. Yeah, so lesson learned. Uh, broken things work better on the playa. <laughs> and if you're thinking about going to Burning Man, I do have a few pieces of advice. The first thing is get a camelback. Camelback is basically this like mini backpack that has a water bag in it and a tube coming out that just kind of sits next to your face. So you can very easily drink water at any time. Doesn't matter if you're riding your bicycle, you're climbing an art installation, or you're dancing at a party. You can just reach for that little tube and drink water. And this is the most important thing out there because it's really dry. Like, it's literally a desert. And, you know, you might be partying and you might be high. You might even just not have the habit of drinking water but you really need to keep hydrated out there my friend it was his first year at burning man and he was sharing a water pack with his girlfriend very bad idea because you will be separated from each other it's just the name of the game people get separated out there uh physically so he didn't have water on him and i was really concerned but he was like not drinking water um on his own he wasn't asking people for it i tried to give him my water a few times in the end he got a throat infection i think specifically it was like a tonsil infection i remember but he had to take a whole extra week off of work just to recover from that so that's not great because <laughs> that's you know your livelihood and your health the second thing is uh, definitely goggles and a mask are a must but I would recommend getting ski goggles just because they're so much bigger and more comfortable and they're quite futuristic looking so it'll make your outfits look cool. Um, definitely get a headlamp. Headlamps are great because it just sits on top of your head. It's like having a third eye that beams out light. And you can see things like if you're looking for something in the dark or if you just want to look 
at the porta potty nobody actually wants to but you still need to see what's going on when you're in there and it also acts as um a light that you can wear on your body so i would wear my headlamp on my neck almost like a necklace and that would indicate that i was there and nobody would hit me in the dark and also it's just kind of a cute little necklace to be dancing with also your outermost layer needs to have led lights so let's say you are partying all day and your clothes have some lights but you have to remember that this is at night so if someone is coming up from behind you then they might not see you unless you have something that's lit up on your back make sure you have light in the front of your body and at the back of your body so like your coat should have led lights and a really easy way to do this is to get those i think they're called monkey lights basically they're like neon string lights and you can just safety pin them onto your fur coat and then remove them easily because it's just safety pins and it takes no time at all another really great tip for uh, preparing your clothes is everything gets so dusty at burning man it's just it just happens there's almost no way to prevent the dust from going everywhere inside your rv or your tent or your car whatever you're staying in a dome it just gets everywhere because you carry that dust in your hair and your clothes and the wind carries it so i would recommend putting your let's say you're there for seven days right you're probably gonna have at least seven outfits or more put them in individual large freezer sized ziploc bags and just keep them separate and whenever you want to wear one new outfit you just grab that one bag out and then all the rest of your clothes will be dust free at least until you step out of your rv because <laughs> really it you get pretty dusty the moment you step out there and another thing is pre-cook your food just look up the best freezable meals or meal prep meals and just pre-cook as much as you can and freeze them so that you have some that's just in the fridge section and some in the freezer that should last you for the whole week because what you don't want to do is to be chopping things and washing vegetables like you don't have an unlimited amount of water out there and it's very time consuming so pre-cook and chop and prep as much food as you can so that when you're hungry you just have like one or two portions in a ziploc bag and you can just dump it into a pan and heat it up curries and stir fries are really easy meals to do and you know they have these kind of rice in the bag <laughs> that's what people use when they go camping that you can just boil in a bag and then you have rice and yeah that's a really good way to feed yourself because trust me you're gonna be eating at strange hours and not everyone's gonna be eating at the same time as you in fact you might even go a day without eating because that's what happens when you are partying until the morning so carry some dried fruits and granola bars in your backpack at all times because you never know where you're gonna end up you might sleep over in another camp and not even make it back to your base also i find this is really useful for me but i'm asian and it's very common for asian women to carry umbrellas to shield from the sun 
but umbrellas are really useful because that extra bit of sun protection is just gonna keep you cooler during the daytime also a misting bottle i love these so it's just like a normal mister that you would kind of water your plants with fill that with normal water and just spray it on yourself because the feeling of water evaporating from your skin is going to cool you down so much more and it makes a great gift you can spray people i mean of course you should ask if they want to be misted first and it's just a great way to like have something to gift people and to interact with complete strangers on the playa and last but not least the most important thing you need to bring to burning man is an open mind and an open heart to all the good things that could happen out there and also the not so great things because they're meant to teach us something about ourselves and give us a message burning man has taught me that there is a different and better way to live life that we have the power to manifest anything that we want in a matter of seconds and it's also shown me how to be open to new experiences and how to deal with difficult situations for example the first time i went to burning man i was with my he's my ex-boyfriend now i still am friends with him and he said to me, okay, you just relax, I'll take care of everything, you know, don't worry about remembering where we parked the car. And so we lost our car on the first day before we even found our campsite. <laughs> and from all the stories that I had heard about Burning Man, I just thought, well, this is the best place to lose the car because we can just go on a little adventure and we'll find it eventually but he was freaking out and we ended up well it was dark when we lost the car like the sun had just set so that's why it was so difficult to find the car if it was nice and bright which it, it was 12 hours later <laughs> after sunrise we found the car in minutes so we ended up just going from different camps to camp saying like hey we lost our car do you have any water for us can we get some food People just gave us things that we needed, including a big flashlight that I ended up not returning because we couldn't find this person who gave us the flashlight. But that's okay because it's Burning Man and people don't really expect things to be given back to them. Anyway, my point is it was the perfect place to get lost and sometimes... You have to lose yourself to find yourself. And in the process of losing the car, my ex, who at that point didn't even want to be my boyfriend, we were just friends with benefits, he realized what a cool chick I was and how I was just very chill and composed in that moment of high stress and anxiety after that trip to burning man he actually finally asked me to be his girlfriend and it was amazing and that's the kind of stuff that can happen out there you learn so much about yourself and about the people around you so i hope that helps and maybe if you have questions for me about burning man or anything else that i talk about reach out to me on instagram bonnie lang and I'll be back here again on the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. 
see you next time until then bye thanks for listening to us on lingerie lowdown the podcast don't forget that we release a brand new episode every wednesday for you all to enjoy so if you love lingerie as much as we do make sure to catch us same time same place next week don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys, all in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.